Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Velocity Church Podcast. We love to hear about life change in our church. So if you have a story about how Velocity has made a difference in your life, send us an email at amen at findvelocity.org. Now sit back and enjoy today's message. But we are wrapping up this, this message, this series, and uh, I do hope you've gotten something out of it. We, uh, we've been talking about marriage and the reason we've been talking about marriage is because, I don't know, have any of you uh, ever heard the statistic one, in two, one out of two marriages fail? Have you ever heard that before? Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but marriages are uh, struggling, not just in church, but in culture. You look at so many people that are struggling in their relationships. We wanted to take some time to invest in that. So that's why I've been spending the last four weeks doing that. And that's what I love about church is that not only do you come here and get a word, but you also get a relationship. It's so important that you have people in your life who are encouraging you, strengthening you, challenging you to keep the commitments that you've made. We've been talking about commitment for the last four weeks. And the reality is it's not just a commitment. You also need people in your life who are gonna help you. And that's why I wanna encourage you, if you haven't, to make sure that you're getting to know some of these people around you, whether it's through being part of a team or being in a group. Because what we do here, we don't just do alone. And all, all of the relationships in our life, uh, not just our married relationship, all of them need work. We didn't take a lot of time to talk about this, but um, one thing, just in this series, talking about relationships, we released the devotional as kind of a companion material or uh, kind of bonus material that you could go through just within your group or within the people in your life with some friends, maybe grab some people from work to work on all of the relationships in your life. And I want to encourage you to do that if you, if you haven't. Uh, you can just go to, uh, it's vel.city slash s-o-h-y, shape of your heart, or you can look it up on version and follow along there. And bring some people in your life so that you're not improving your relationships just by yourself. But going back to needing people in our life, you know, that's why we, that's why we hire personal trainers, right? It's not that we don't know the stuff to do, but we need people that are going to keep us accountable. And I bring that up because sometimes we think, well, if I just, if I'm a Christian, that's going to solve my problems. Or if I just go to church, that's going to be enough. But it's not enough just to have a faith. You got to put it into practice. In fact, I mentioned that statistic earlier where I said one out of two marriages fail. Have you guys ever heard the statistic that that statistic is no better for Christians? Has anybody ever heard that? That one out of two marriages fail, but Christians aren't much better at it. Well, on one hand, that's true. On the other hand, that's not true at all. It, it, it's true if you're just looking at people who profess to be Christian, their marriages aren't doing any better than those who don't profess to be Christian. But there was a study done, actually it's been a number, but, but one of probably the more notable ones was by the Harvard School of Public Health. And what they found was that people who attend church regularly, so they cited that as three out of four Sundays, they have a 35% less chance of their marriage failing. And not just that, if you take it one step further, the people who attended church regularly and they were involved, meaning that they were givers or they were serving, that they, they were invested, they were involved. 
they had an even lower chance. Now that's fascinating to me. One, I think it's good to challenge the statistics that this is making a difference in your life. Just by you being here, just by you being faithful, just by you being involved, this is making a difference and will make a difference in your marriage. But the other side of it is you look at what is the difference maker? It's commitment. People who were committed to being faithful in their attendance. People who were committed to saying, hey, we're not just gonna be consumers, we're gonna be contributors. It all comes back to commitment. And here's the thought that I had. As we're talking about commitment today, what you really need, the foundational element, is a commitment in Christ. With everything that we've talked about, whether you're talking about this covenant relationship that, we're, that we enter into in marriage, whether you're talking about in conflicts when you're trying to work things out, whether you're talking about uh, in your sex life and in intimacy, in all of those areas, if you don't first have a commitment in Christ, the things that we talked about, they're gonna help you, but they're not gonna sustain you. They're gonna serve you, but they won't sustain you. Everything hangs on a commitment in Christ. In fact, Jesus talked about this one time. There was this time in scripture where the experts of the day, the scholars, they were trying to challenge Jesus, trying to trap him, trying to get him to, to, to answer something where he'd be wrong, trying to ask him a question that he wouldn't be able to answer. You might know the story. It's found in Matthew chapter 22, verse 35. It says, one of them, an expert in religious law, he tried to trap Jesus with this question. He said, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? In other words, what's the number one thing I need to know? Like in my life, in the things that God wants to, what, what, what do I need to know in my life? And Jesus said this, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So all of the demands in our life, everything that we need to do, when we think about, okay, if I can just do this right in my marriage, if I can just do this right when we have conflict, if I can just do this right in our communication, if I can just do this right in all these other, in romance and all these other areas, you think about it all hangs on one thing. It, it starts with, do you love God? Are you committed to God? In other words, you can have the right actions, you can have the right conduct, but if your commitment isn't in Christ, it's not gonna matter. You can have the right functions, but if you don't have the right foundation, it's not gonna matter. And so I wanna encourage all of you today that with the marriage that we're talking about, God's best for your marriage, the relationship where there's a mutual meeting of needs, the relationship where you still have butterflies, the relationship where you have a choice even when the butterflies aren't there to love that person, that relationship where it's God, it doesn't mean it's perfect, but it is God-blessed. You can have that relationship. I, I wanna put that in front of you that I stand before you today, it is possible. And what blows my mind sometimes is that people, you know, when we have problems in our life, like if we have a problem with our car, we'll go to a mechanic. If we have a problem with our body, we'll go to the doctor. But when it comes to our marriage, we have a problem. It's like, I don't wanna to talk to anybody about this. 
That's embarrassing. I don't want anybody to know what's really gone. I don't know that I want to spend the money on that. I don't know that it's worth it to me. Are you kidding me? We, we have no problem going other places when we need help. Why wouldn't we do it with the most important relationship that God brings into our life? And so I just want to say this to you. If you're here and your marriage is struggling, it doesn't have to be that way. You, you talk, reach out to us. We have resources. We can help. We can help you have the marriage that God wants you to have. Yeah. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planned for us. So if I'm God's masterpiece, then that must mean he has a master plan. And it's my job to just follow the plan. But the problem is that so many of us, we, we don't follow the plan. You know, if you want to fall in love, all you have to have is a pulse. But if you want to stay in love, you have to have a plan. So good. We have to figure out who we are in Christ first. And many of us are going about marriage the wrong way. We're looking at culture instead of Christ. And culture tells us to find the right person and to put all of our hopes and dreams in the right person. And if that doesn't work out, then they weren't the right person, so just find someone new. Some of us, we're still looking for the right person instead of becoming the right person. We've got to become the right person and stop making it all about ourselves. So here, here's what we do. Uh, borrow this cookbook from my wife. I like to uh, make fun of this cookbook. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I never really watched this girl on TV. I call her the Prairie Home Companion. I think that's something else, but she, she, you know, she's making But you can tell we've got our cookbook all marked up. Uh, Marissa does. But what happens is you know, we go through our relationships being like, man, you know what? Well, that looks pretty good, and that looks pretty good, and you know that looks pretty good too. And we get to, does anybody like dessert? Anybody dessert lovers in here? We, we get to our relationship, we're like, you know what? I found what I want. I want that. That right there is what, these are some mocha brownies. Anybody want some mocha brownies today? It's like, yeah, I want some mocha brownies. I, you know, it's got like some words and stuff over here. I don't care so much about that. This, though, this is what I want. And this is the same way we approach our relationships. We're like kindergartners yeah. in our relationships. Like, I like the picture. I, I want, I don't, I, this, oh, there's no pictures in this. I don't, I don't want that. I want the picture. Yeah. All, all about the picture. And so we come up to our relationships. Hey, can you give me this? Hey, can you give me this? Can you, oh, you can't, can you give me this? We're trying to find the right person yeah. who can give us this. But can I tell you, in your relationships, you don't get to walk into the warm bakery of love and just pull out some mocha brownies. The only way you get the picture is to follow the process. Yeah, that's good. The only way you get the result is to follow the recipe. And in our relationships, there is a recipe and there is a process that you have to follow if you want the God-blessed marriage, the God-blessed relationship that we're talking about. Yeah, and it's so important that you follow the sequence. Don't just dump it all in, but follow the sequence. Have you guys ever seen the Pinterest fails? I love looking at Pinterest where you like, you make something and then you compare it to Pinterest and you're like, oh, that was a fail. I threw up a few because I thought you might not know what I was talking about. So you could throw those up there for us. Um, so our daughter's really into The Little Mermaid, and Ariel, and um, I think she'd be really disappointed with that cake 
Looks like that cake got left under the sea. That's scary. All right. That's the next one. Oh, Elmo. Elmo and the red blob. I don't know. That's the scariest looking. What is with his eye? I was trying to figure out, is it a carrot or a cheese ball for his nose? I don't know. Okay, what's the next one? Now, chocolate-covered strawberries. I would probably still eat these, but these do not look like the cute little ghosts that they're supposed to be, right? It's like the day after Halloween. Okay. And I think we have one more. Yes. Cookie Monster Cupcakes. I love how she put nailed it on there. Yeah. The problem is we want the picture, but we just don't want the process that produces the picture. You've got to stop looking at the final product and start studying. What's it going to take to make me who I'm supposed to be, created in Christ Jesus for good works? That's what produces the marriage that we want, but some of us don't understand that we're living the wrong way and looking at the wrong things and blaming everyone else for our own problems. So speaking of dessert, Mm -hmm. I know one of your favorite desserts is wedding cake. It is. I love wedding cakes. I mean, first of all, they're ginormous, okay? Like, who doesn't love a ginormous dessert? There are lots of layers, lots of different flavors, so if you... If you want chocolate and you want vanilla, you can have both. Um, They symbolize a celebration. They're usually very pretty. Um, There's just a lot to love about a wedding cake. So we have this cake here, and it's kind of the picture of marriage, right? It's like, looks beautiful. Marissa told me this is a naked cake. Uh, Apparently, naked cakes are all the rage. I think that was inspired by last week, frankly. Um, But she said this is a a naked cake. Did she just make that up, or have you guys heard of that before? Is that real? No, it's like like cupcakes are all the rage. Okay, all right. Naked cake is a rage, Naked cakes. All right. So this is a naked cake, but it's the picture of what we want. It's beautiful. It's white. It's pure. Lovely couple at the top. Something you can look up to. (laughs) But here's the thing. There's a process. There's a process. And this is the process to build the kind of relationship, the kind of marriage that you want. It's got to start here. It's got to start spiritual. If it doesn't start here, it's not going to last. Then from spiritual, you go here to social. Social is where you're getting to know their friends and you're seeing the way you interact with them, all right? Here is, this is where I put psycho on here. It's psychological. I put this psycho because the truth is, this is when you find out that they're a psycho, all right? (laughs) This is when you're getting to know, psychologists would call it interpersonal, right? You're getting to know their likes and dislikes. You're getting to know the way they think. Then from here, it goes to emotional, then it goes to physical. With marriage, you know, like right in between here. And, uh, and you have this picture of what marriage should be and what it should look like. But then the problem is we don't do this in our relationships. As we're looking to build a marriage, we don't start here. We're like, ah, I like the picture. I, I, like, I want to go for this one. Because this is the one I want. So I'm just going gonna, gonna to start here. And, you know, I really, like, I really like the way this person makes me feel. And, uh, you know, I've I got to get to know them a little bit here. And, uh, well, now that I've gone to get to know them, I'll, I'll kind of see who their friends are. And, uh, and, 
we, we go through this whole process trying to go from, I want this one, this is the one I want, this is what I want to start with, or this person makes me feel good, and we wonder why we end up with a mess. In the physical stage, it's all about you, and in the emotional stage, it's all about you and how you make me feel, and this emotional stage typically lasts anywhere from six weeks to 18 months, and so many people begin to struggle in their marriages because they've been riding on the emotional stage, and there's nothing there to build on. So we go from physical to emotional to psychological, and they're like, you're not the person that I thought you were because... I had this image of, in my mind of what I thought you would be like because here's the thing, when you're allowing your emotions and when you're allowing your flesh to lead in the relationship, it is creating a persona in your brain of who this person is that is not reality. And the truth is, most relationships, they start like this and they end right here. Because once I get to know you, and I find out you're a psycho, I want nothing to do with you. Now, if, if you can make it through this stage, because what psychologists will tell you is that emotional, that feeling, the butterflies feeling, that can last anywhere from six weeks to 18 months. So if you make it through that stage to where, okay, well now I'm starting to get to, to know you a little bit and your friends and like, you know what, I really like you, and this isn't going very well, but we should like probably have a ceremony and just ask God to bless this. And I think God's got to be looking at this like, like a Pinterest fail. Like, is that, <laughs> is that supposed to be me? Is, is that what this is about? Mm -hmm. Many people get married in hopes that that will fix the relationship. And I've met many people, I've talked to many people who their relationships are destroyed before they even get to the engagement period and definitely within the engagement period. And somehow they thought that, well, if we get married, it'll get better. But listen to me very carefully. If it is bad in the engagement period, it will be bad in the marriage. It will only get worse. They won't fix things once you get married because they will stop caring. If that's where you are at, if you are in a bad place, if you've built on the wrong foundation, you should break up right now. Yeah, I, I know that this is a marriage series, but for just a minute, I want to talk to some of the single people. Because what happens, you can't build the relationship that God wants you to have when you start with the wrong foundation. And so, let me tell you, if you're in a relationship where you've started with the physical, or you've started with the emotional, and now you're trying to make the spiritual work in there somehow, can I just tell you, you need to break up. Now, I know nobody's gonna clap for that. I'll just clap for myself. It's all right, this is good preaching. But let, I, I want you to hear me on this, is because you can't, you're gonna wind up with one of those pictures. Now, I'm not saying you have to break up forever, but what I'm saying is, if it is of God, you want God to bless it, Break up for a season and seek God. And if it's of God, you're going to grow. And they are going to grow. And when you come back together, you're going to be so much stronger. You're going to have a foundation that you can begin to build off of because you're starting it 
the right way. So did you want to say something for married people? Um, well, if you are married and you are finding yourself in this, this boat, don't break up, okay? That's not what we want you to do. But what we want you to do is realize that, okay, if I build my relationship on this, on physical, there's only room for me. There's only room for me in physical. But if I build it on spiritual, when I mess up and when I fail and when I fall, because I will, my foundation catches me. And on my foundation, there's room for, can you put your hand up here? For my husband. There's room for my children. There's room for the next generation because we've built this on a solid foundation so we are showing our children that God matters, that our foundation matters. I know some of you are going to be like, yeah, but you don't know her like I know her. You don't know him. Yeah, you don't know them either, okay? That's the point we're trying to make. You don't really know them. You, you're, you're, you started with something and you've got emotion involved and feelings involved and you haven't been able to build uh, what you need to have. And, and some are like, well, yeah, but you don't get it. Like my friends, like they're all telling me, like, your friends are stupid, all right? You, you need to start the right way. So how do we do that? Well, the first thing is, if you haven't accepted Christ, that's the place to start. Mm -hmm. Again, it, everything hangs on a commitment with Christ. If you haven't committed your life to Christ, saying, God, I'm gonna serve you first. My life belongs to you. I'm gonna do things your way. Then commit your life to Christ and get baptized. And when we do that thing at the end of service where we say, hey, text this number. If you've made that decision, text that number. Why? Because we're going to put resources in your hands. We're gonna help you understand what this means in terms of having a relationship with Christ. After you've done that, then the next place you gotta start is social. You're like, yeah, but don't, don't I wanna work on this other things in my, in my marriage? No, you gotta start here. You gotta start, you gotta get some of the right people in your life. You gotta get in a group. Really, you're gonna tell me about a group right now during a marriage series? Yes, you, you need to get in a group because what you need is some people who are gonna tell you, hey, you know, the way you're talking about your wife, that's, that's not right. Hey, I've, I've noticed you've been letting your, your temper just fly off the handle. That's not right. You know, this is what God's word says. You're you need some people that are going to encourage you in the things of God, challenge you with the things of God, hold you accountable to what you've committed to. You, you need to start here. Hey, the way you're talking about your husband, it, that sounds like the way you were two years ago. You're different now. You've made a decision. Let's try, let's try building him up with who God has called him to. You, you gotta go to the social. Then, after that, then you can work on getting to know each other. You can work on rediscovering some of those things, those likes and dislikes. Because if you don't follow this process where you start spiritual, and then you go to social, you got people in your life who are helping you become who God has called you to be, where you're working on not finding the right one, but becoming the right one. We're talking in your marriage now. If you don't do that, and you try and jump straight to here, then what's gonna happen is, well, I wish you would fix this, and if you would fix this, we wouldn't have this problem. 
And if you would change that, I wouldn't get so mad at you. And if you would not respond to me that way, I wouldn't get so annoyed. But if you take this method, and here's what's gonna happen. Then you're gonna say, babe, I recognize I've made a lot of mistakes. I look at our marriage and how it's been the last 10 years. I recognize there's been times where I haven't been treating you right. I've been bringing up your past and that's not fair for me to do that. I've been trying to pin things on you that are really my responsibility. And I just wanna tell you that from this day forward, I'm making a change. I'm sorry for what I've done. I want you to know that I love you. I wanna ask you to forgive me. When you can approach your relationship, your marriage like that, start spiritual, go social, you got people in your life, now you can work on that interpersonal likes, dislikes, the way you communicate, all of those things with each other. Then, now we're at emotional. That's where you can say, hey, we're 15 years in, she still gives me butterflies. That, that's where you can say, I still like to do things that excite her. I still like to make sure that, uh, that I'm looking good for her. I still like to do this thing because we have that, not just a commitment, but now we've got the emotion that comes with it. And from there, man, oh man, it's the best part. Review week three. Review week three. That's all I'm saying, get creative. And, uh, and you'll have something that is an example to others. That's a beautiful picture of what your marriage can be, but the only way you get this Mm -hmm. is to follow the recipe. The only way you get this is to follow the process. Mm -hmm. Let's look at some scripture. Colossians 2, verses six through 10, it says, and now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Now notice how many times it references Christ in this. Verse seven says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let any, anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, not your union with your spouse, not your union with your children. I thought Jerry Maguire said you complete me. He was wrong. It's your union with Christ who is head over every ruler and authority. So you have to stop looking here for something that only here can give you. So if you start at any of these other places, you're going to fail. You're not gonna end up with the picture of the marriage and the relationship that God has for you. But if you start here, God, who have you created me to be? God, I'm I'm your masterpiece. I wanna be who you've created me to be in Christ. That's for if you're married or you're single. If you're single, become the kind of person you're looking for is looking for. If you're married, become the kind of person God has called you to be in that marriage. Because so often what happens is scripture, we understand that I'm a vessel. I understand that in this relationship, the Bible says I'm a, I'm a vessel, and we end up looking to our spouse, and we get out of position. 
instead of looking up to God, vertical, we get horizontal, looking to our spouse. And as long as I'm looking to you to fill me with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self as long as I'm looking to you, what's going to happen? I, I, I'm always going to be empty, even if I get filled up a little bit. Get filled up with a little bit of encouragement. I'm starting to feel good. And then I start looking to you to, to meet these needs. And I'm, I'm always going to be running empty. Yeah. But things begin to change when you get your position right. Yeah. Instead of looking this way to her, I might look up to Christ. Yeah. Recognize that he's my source. Mm-hmm. When he's my source, now what changes is I become a resource. And as a resource, now I can actually, my spouse and my kids and the people in my life can live out of the overflow of that relationship. And so what happens is you got to get in the right position. Stop looking to your spouse to fill what only Christ can fill. They are never going to meet all of your needs. Only Christ can do that. And when you understand that, it changes the game. It changes the game. If you want to have the marriage that God wants you to have, the foundation is a commitment in Christ. Mm -hmm. And every other book you read, every other thing, all that stuff is good. We're not down on any of that. But that's not going to build it. It's got to be a foundation in Christ.